this session is called Social Media BS or Value, which is probably a little bit of a simplistic title, but it's designed to, in the in the tradition of social media, to create a sensational title that has no direct relevance to the conversation. I thought I would try that, but I, I've actually been doing this session for about four years now. Um, but it's basically just kind of taking a look at how. Um, just think think if I can describe it this way. Think about your your career in two components, right? One of those components is acquiring the skills that have value in the marketplace. But the second piece of it is how do people find out about those skills? So how are you actually going to be able to be widely known and recognized and a sought-after individual for those skills. So this has been a problem ever since we started our careers, right? Like you got skills, but how do you let people know that you, that you have them and that you're available? And of course, in the old days, there were things like fax machines and, and, and traditional networking events, uh, not big ones like this, but also small ones. But social, of course, has really upped the ante because it's given us the idea that we can sort of take a take an online approach to networking and hopefully change our career prospects by getting the word out around what it is we do in the world and connecting with other people that, that, that want to hire us. That's probably a narrow view of social, but what I just really wanted to talk about was a lot of SAP folks ask me about the value of spending time in social because, frankly, you guys are pretty busy folks. There, there's a certain time commitment in cultivating online relationships, and the question becomes, like, why bother? I have deadlines, I have family, I have this or that or the other thing, and why would I want to be involved with social networks? And I think I would frame the question a little bit differently and think of it in terms of just a broader community thing, like why would I want to be involved in community? Like what relevance does community have to career? I mean, obviously community has its own rewards, right? Like some of us volunteer our time for sort of purely sort of, you know, generous reasons, but what is that more cynical take on it like? What does it mean to me? Like, how can it help me? How can it change my life? So those are the questions I'm particularly interested in. And uh, Karn and Josh, just to warn the two of you, I'm going to be sticking a mic in your face in a couple minutes. So just want you to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Move a little closer. So the the reason I mentioned these two folks in particular is I've known them for a long time. Karn, you and I have known each other for, seems like, a pretty long time now. We've had our share of late-night uh, bar debates and the kinds of things that make conferences really worthwhile attending. So I just wanted to ask you, you've been involved with the SAP community for a long time. What, what's been the impact of that on your professional career? I think I heard most of that. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I've been, I, it's like I first uh, kind of joined the SAP community as an ASIC volunteer. And then I became, uh, I was kind of like one of the original SAP mentors. I'm actually an alumni now, but, but so they still talk to me though. But um, I got um, when Twitter first came up, um, I, I really jumped. Out. I wasn't the, one of the early adopters of Twitter, but I saw some of my SAP related friends. They were tweeting, and, and so I was like, "Well, let's just try it." And I just loved it, and I really get a lot of uh, uh, contacts that way that you meet on Twitter. Um, that I, and I usually use Twitter for like all of my SAP friends. And then when you go to conferences, you can then meet them in real life, and and you just form your network just expands, and it's really cool. Because like social media actually is blocked for me at work, so I have to do it all on my smartphone. 
and, or my own own time. But I, I find tremendous uh, networking value in social media. All right, let's just do a little hand poll. How many are uh, on Twitter? Okay, so a little more than half the group. How many are per- finding a perceived value in that for yourself? Okay, so almost as many. Interesting. Okay. What about the SMB Community Network? Okay. Perceived value of said network? Pretty high. Okay. Uh, any others that I missed that are uh, key? I guess there's LinkedIn and Facebook. Anyone finding professional value out of Facebook? Walk, walk. Yes. More ammunition in my anti-Facebook crusade. Excellent. There's Phil. He's uh, another SAP mentor who's fairly aware of social networks. <laughs> Follow him. Learn from him. Argue with him like I do. Um, so what about LinkedIn? How many are, are, are getting a genuine value out of LinkedIn? Anyone want to speak to that? I'm really curious to hear what the value is. I've always dismissed LinkedIn as just Facebook for people with jobs up until I had to hire somebody on my team and within a half a day I got a perfect candidate. So was part of the value there the your ability to to see like who else knew that person in, in your network and that kind of thing? Did that help you to screen? Well, it's part of that, but it's also the guy who was on top of the field who kept pace with discussions, forums, latest trends, uh, jobs, uh, different areas, and he knew what he was doing, and within less than an hour of me looking at his activity, I already knew that I got the right guy. I didn't even need to interview the guy. We did interview him anyway, but still. Anyone finding any professional value from networks that I have not yet mentioned? Pinterest, anybody? Uh, oh, Google Plus. You? Google Plus? Oh, uh, no? Well, I get circled almost every day. I get a little notification that someone put me in a circle. I'm not sure what benefit I've derived from that as yet. It's too bad, too, because Google Plus is a pretty nice interface. What's that, Phil? Anybody here know Internations? Ever heard of it? No? Uh, It's basically represented about 250 countries, and it's an expat network. So you basically, you log in, you post your profile from a professional and a private experience, and uh, also post in what countries you've lived in, what nationality or nationalities you are, what languages you speak, and no matter what country you go to or what city you go to, uh, if it's a larger city, there's a possibility that you can directly interact with people and they're willing to interact with you, and they're from very diversified backgrounds, a great uh, area to, to exchange knowledge. URL? Internations.org. There you go. Do you get a commission on that? Or? <laughs> that was just a, that was not a commercially based plug. That was just Phil recommending a service. What about you, Josh? Have you derived some value from social networks and community in your career? Uh, so I come from uh, the business objects um, background. So uh, I first got involved in uh, just starting to uh, read people's blogs. Uh, I think Dallas Marks and comment on them and, com- and comment on the um, the business objects forum, the Bob board, uh, and uh, that's how I got involved in Twitter and, and met just so many people through, through Twitter. It's, it's kind of the um, the main place I've made a lot of relationships. And, and every year I come to events and you meet people you've never met in real life before, but you already you know have had interactions with them and um, and developed a um, you know a friendship with these people um, just, just online. 
uh, and more recently have been using SCN uh, a lot to, to post content and uh, that's something that I'm uh, passionate about is kind of sharing and creating content for people to help people and I do that on a blog and, and on SCN. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, there's there's obviously still no replacement for... I mean, Karn and I can exchange a couple of tweets, but there's no replacement from like a semi-sober hug and, you know, that kind of personal... <laughs> I was referring to myself, not Karn. She's, she's always very level-headed, but... We do have good tweets. But but I think what's really fascinating, it's not about replacing the personal, but I don't know how many of you have noticed that, but I've gotten to know people, especially on Twitter, but also other places where you spend like a year or two or three interacting with them before you finally meet them. And it's amazing how much you're able to kind of fast forward to a certain point in a relationship. It's almost like it kind of lays the groundwork. And then when you finally see them and you have that evening or whatever together, there's no like, oh, what do you do? Who are you kind of stuff? Like you kind of already know all this stuff like that, that I grew up on Frito Pie or, you know, and Karn did too, you know. And the, but these things that just sort of connect you that like you would never suspect. I think that's one of the big benefits that kind of changes it changes our in-person interactions which is sort of cool and then when you leave a show obviously there's that way of sort of staying in touch but i kind of want to sort of uh i guess sort of point out a couple things one is that the marketing hacks are trying to take over these networks with these false ideas about influence and broadcasting and that stuff is just a bunch of bullshit um so as an influencer, just take it from me. That's just crap. And these networks are about relationships, not, not broadcasting. Now, there are points where it makes sense to share things you're working on, but I think that's the thing that's really... If there's anything that's poisoning these networks right now, it's the cloud factor. It's this idea that, like, oh, you're, inf- you're more influential than so-and-so. And so, I, you know, so-and-so just followed me today. I mean, oh, my God, you know? Yeah, clout, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got a clout comment? I just remembered something that you, another one that you haven't got, mentioned, cloud. Yeah. Cloud, right. I don't consider cloud a social network. I consider it like a, a cockroach. Um, but, but there is another really important point I want to make, which is in terms of maximizing the value of these networks for yourself, is that the biggest mistake I see people make, and marketing, pe- marketing people make this mistake all the time, is they hop onto these mediums and start... They, they put, like, the word guru in their profile, and they start spouting all this crap. But they don't actually have any, what I call, they don't have any content. They're essentially, they have no clothes, right? They they might have a nice haircut, but they have nothing to back it up. And the thing about, the thing about these networks is they work best when you've already done the hard work of figuring out who you are, what you care about, what your values are, what your expertise is, and then creating content of some kind out of that expertise that you can freely share. Uh, now that expertise, that content could be very broad, right? Like not everyone's a writer. Um, I like video and podcasting a lot, um, but, but it doesn't have to be even written stuff. It could be, um, code. It could be, uh, a, a forum to, that you create to share views on certain things. Or, but basically creating things that are sort of the culmination of your mastery that give you a certain sense of purpose in the world. Once you solve those riddles, social really can be powerful because it's a way to connect with kindred spirits and people, experts around the world who take notice of your work. And, you know, I mean, when I, 
a long time ago when I first got on Twitter and this guy was the editor-in-chief of Business Week started following me or whatever. And I know I just went off on why that's so lame to think like that. But at the time, I was like, wow, like, if I actually do cool stuff, I can connect with people in the world around things that I truly care about. And that's where social networks, I think, can really help you. Where I think they can hurt is when people start to get into these things of like, well, you know, I'm just going to start pushing stuff out there, but I don't really know why I'm here. I just was told that it was a good idea. So so to me, if you start from there, if you start with the more personal questions. So ironically enough, the best way to be successful socially is through taking some time with yourself. So solitude would be what I would recommend. Start with solitude. Make sure you're comfortable with who you are and what kind of content you want to share with the world. And once you understand that, then I think you can get involved. But the one thing I do want to address, though, is this question of time. Uh, Is anyone struggling with the sort of where to put in the time, like day job, family versus sort of community and other stuff? Show of hands. Okay, so a fair amount of people are struggling with that. So anyone got any comments on that? I find that it's very I find that it's very hard to do deep dive into complex subjects where you need very solid blocks of time, sometimes a whole day, and you can't have Twitter and constant interaction back and forth on whatever SCN or something. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so I uh, used to work for a, a partner of SAP, and I had a lot of free time, and so I was very, very active on social media, and I was on Twitter all day at work because it was just I had the the kind of work to, to do that and I've just recently changed jobs and now I'm just full bore on, on a project with a customer uh, and I just haven't had no time and I've had to readjust and uh, and it's become a, a lesser priority for me and I've had to kind of just figure out how I keep making that work and you know because it's important to me I dedicate time on the weekends but balancing you know family comes first and then you know when I can fit it in I'll, I'll interact. Yeah. Yeah, so a couple of really good points there. One is that the rhythm changes, and you have to learn how to adjust to those rhythms. It might be changing employers. It might be deadline-oriented. You kind of have to figure out how to scale up and scale down your time. I think your point is really, really crucial, and I've actually blogged about this a fair amount, but I call it deep work, right, like that I think we all need a chance to do more deeper work, and you kind of have to figure out how to unplug to a certain degree to do that. And so I really think that's important to keep in your rhythm, whether it's like one day a week or uh, early in the morning, I have. I had a friend once who became pretty successful as a painter, and his thing was like one hour before my kids wake up. I don't know how he did it, but you know, every every day it was like one hour. So the point is, you got to figure out how to. In order to get more out of social, you have to figure out how to pull away from it, I think, and then come back into it with fresh perspectives and make sure you're taking care of that deeper work. Because you know what, like um, in the consumer tech side. There's more like consumer tech celebrities. How many have heard of Robert Scoble? Do you know this guy? Robert Scoble? A few do. Yeah, so he's a famous guy, right? Like, um, he's got like 250,000 Twitter followers, and I think he's got maybe more on Google Plus because he was an early adopter of the new technology. There's a picture of him wearing Google glasses in the shower. Like, that's kind of how he rolls. Um, he's got a day job. You know, he he doesn't he doesn't live off his Twitter following. So the point is. You know, he he earned that mostly through his video and media work, and so you have to earn it still. And so the social stuff is sort of what you work in. But I do think that social works in very well with continuous learning because as you're learning and taking new courses and doing the online SAP courses or whatever, like being able to share that content and have people tell you, oh, you're wrong about this or you're right about that, I think that's a big piece of social is kind of thinking of your continuing education investment as having a social component 
and that kind of thing can help your skills grow a lot. So, I got about 10 minutes left. Comment? Just one free tip on finding more time. We have recently disconnected cable TV at home, and you guys can't imagine what pockets of time we suddenly discovered that we're going into sitting and watching commercials. But you don't get to watch The Voice and stuff like that. I don't know. No Breaking Bad? I don't know. <laughs> oh, Netflix, right, yeah. No commercials and on our own schedule. Not- right, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Taking taking control. Also, like, I remember a number of years ago I got this resume from this guy, and I've gotten some since then, 24-7 availability. Like, I want to take him up and call him, like, 3 in the morning. How's it going, dude? Um you said you were 24-7, and, and it seems like with our devices and stuff, we've almost like willingly made ourselves available at all hours of the day or night, and I don't know about you, but one of the things I've done with my clients is I've said, you know, I'll respond to email the same day, but I'm probably not going to be checking email in the morning, you know, like, for me, I just found different rules like that, and the ones that really had to find me, I gave them alternate ways of connecting, so I, I decided that I wasn't going to be prisoner to my inbox anymore, you know? Um... Like, my, my Twitter use is, is sporadic. Sometimes I have lots of time and I'm out there tweeting. And, and, but sometimes, yeah, my day job gets in the way. So what I've done is I, I've created lists. And that way, when I haven't had time to look at Twitter for a while, but I've, you know, like, I have certain list then that I'll go check out just the, you know those people's tweets that I that I am most interested in so it's, it's one way that I help manage my time so I'll just narrow down the, the feed that way yeah like like my friend Ray Wong he, he, uh, he follows like 18,000 people and you're like and I just want to tell the people that follow him like that he's not reading every one of your tweets folks he's got a system for that and it's called lists and so he has certain lists where the VIPs are. And then I don't want to say what the other lists are called, but whatever the opposite of VIP is. Can you or somebody else point to a real example of Twitter catching on on us for more success on SAP implementations? Like a new patch is released and people are instantly tweeting about installation problems right off the bat. Um, I mean, all of this is nice and connecting and everything else, skills building, networking, but uh, what about the actual successes in implementation? So where's the meat? Josh says he's got the meat. Uh, so, I, I mean, there's certain people I follow on Twitter and uh, when there's platform issues with business objects, we're all, we, we tweet about that. There was a, a recent one where there was a Java security issue um, and there was a certificate expiring uh, and uh, SAP actually, the, the way they got that out was first through Twitter. So it got pushed out by SAP. Uh, all the um, BI influencers that you know use business objects that it affected directly, they all retweeted that. And people that don't really you know use Bob J that much they were you know getting it from all angles and then emails came out like a few days later so it was it was very effective in raising that awareness yeah and and I actually do think there are use cases like that for Twitter as alerts based where Twitter falls down I in my opinion is with the nuance of actually understanding what the hell is actually happening right so so that thing will tell you there's a problem but what exactly is the problem and that's understanding the strengths and limitations of this medium. I don't know how many of you, I know I do sometimes get frustrated with 
the disjointed conversations that happen on Twitter, it's not just the 144 characters. It's the fact that like someone replies to you 10 hours later, like I agree, or I can't, I can't believe what you just said. And you're like, what are you talking about? You know, so you lose the threads. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Twitter's great for something like that. If you can then link to a place that has more details where you can have more engagement, right. And get deeper into the issues. And so it's more understanding the strengths and limitations. I've tried to get off Twitter before, but it's just like, well, there's critical mass there. So like, I, I was like, I have better conversations on Google plus, but I'm talking to like two other people, <laughs> you know? So that's not exactly the wisdom of crowds. That's just me. And it's like, it's almost like, uh, when you're a kid, you hang out in like a tree house, like two other friends. That's like Google plus is like the tree house of the internet, you know, which doesn't really advance conversations in an interesting way. Like Twitter does where you have people all over the world responding to your tweets. You know, and I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but the cool thing about Twitter is it's so 24 seven that my Aussie friends are responding to stuff. Like when I'm trying to like go to bed, they're already into tomorrow doing other stuff tomorrow that, and that's kind of a neat cycle. So right. They're always the first with the birthday wishes. Indeed. I just heard him say Facebook, Twitter, and Yammer. Did you hear that? He's taking my content. We we haven't even talked about the social business components of all this, right? That there's a whole enterprise piece of this where companies are kicking tires on best-of-breed social collaboration solutions and trying to figure out. A lot of it comes down to, I think, the first early use cases or a lot of times it's either document collaboration or, or the immense pain of email, right? Like in the, you know, you get all this stuff in your inbox and you're like, oh, my God, like... And, and so can collaboration platforms sort of change the work experience for the better. Um, SAP has a social collaboration tool called Jam. Um, just, just since I did mention some competitors, I'll go ahead and mention that SAP does have a... Uh-oh, uh-oh, someone say something. Jam Treehouse. How many people are in it? How many people are in the Jam Treehouse? Well, you know, Jam has something like 10 million paid customers. Um so um, it's tied to HR use cases, and so a lot of the early Jam adopters were on the HCM side, big implementations. So they actually have a lot of people in certain tree houses, but you're not invited to those tree houses unless you're part of that circle. So it's like big tree houses that you're not welcome in. Um, so yeah, I have just a couple more minutes. Any final comments or questions? I was just thinking one of the, um, I think the best investments is to uh, not to kind of jump into something like Twitter and try and create a lot of content and be noticed by everyone. Uh, I would always recommend you kind of just identify who the influencers are in whatever area of interest you are and start just following them and, and just, and learning from these people and learning how they uh, interact on Twitter. And some people don't do it as well as others, but you know, there's a, a pretty good pattern of how you do it. Uh, and um, there was something else I was going to say, but I forgot, but I think that's a good start is kind of just, yeah, listening first. Start small was the other one. Yeah, I, you brought up a really important point because when I, I talked about like mastery and sharing content and stuff, and and that that creates a social network, but listening is a big part of it. And the really cool thing you can start doing is start thinking of yourself as a curator, right? So instead of being the kind of Facebook person that's like, oh, you know, my my cat just peed on the rug again, you know, what 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 can you share that? Like from all the triviata in your day, what are the 
handful of things that actually really struck a chord with you and, and essentially start thinking of yourself as a curator of sharing that kind of stuff with people. And in your subject matter focus areas, absolutely, because the first thing I did on Twitter, I started in 2008, is I, I followed some social media gurus because I figured, well, the gurus must know how to use this new tool because I have no idea. I ended up unfollowing all the gurus except for one guru that's not really like very famous because they all turn out to be full of crap. But at the first, it was interesting to hear what they had to say. And, um, and, and the same goes for content. Like I have a news feed called the Johnny RP news feed, which is a companion to my Johnny RP, but it's just links. But basically what I'm doing is I'm going through a, a com- somewhat complex process of combing more than a thousand feeds and trying to share with people like what I think is really the best stuff they want to read every day. Um, and, you know, some people don't really care for that kind of a feed approach, but other people tell me, like, you save me so much time because, you know, I don't have time to comb through a thousand feeds, you know what I mean? I have family, I have projects, you know, I'm working on HANA, you know. Um, so so anyway, so, so thinking of yourself as a curator, I think, can really make a difference. Listen, curate, share, and then push out your own point of view, push out your own stuff. If you do that, I think you'll find that these tools are actually pretty powerful and not overhyped. But I think sometimes it's just a matter of realizing that it's about a, a community of friends and, and networks. It's not so much about, like, cloud and, oh, you know, cloud just sent me a ping that my score went up. I'm like, what'd I do? And then I check what I'm expert in. If you check what you're expert in lately, I've been, like, expert in, like, um, was it uh i think i think they did get heavy metal for a while but i was like it is true kind of but it's not why i'm on social networks right you know hey the kiss fan club is following me because of my cloud score final comment anything else the one thing i found throughout uh my emergence in twitter actually uh, jeff dooley is also on twitter so you guys know jeff um we, we started about the same time, and I got him back on, and I sort of showed him that this is how you sort of filter through the junk. And then I started following the people. That, and the thing I found is it's not just, hey, I'm following these amazing people. I can't ever talk to them because I feel so, you know, lowly compared to them. Uh, once you actually get to know them, you start going to some of their classes, and then you see the awesome car in person. And then... You actually start talking to her on Twitter, and she's more than willing to help you. All these people are really more than willing to help, and it doesn't seem like it in the first. But then as you go on, you actually see that. Yeah, so I have this phrase I use somewhat contemptuously because the drive-by replies is the, the faux engagement, the people where you send them something and they send you like a dismissive reply, but you can tell they don't really care about talking with you and you ping them again and it's silence. So so what we're looking for people who want to have those more engaged conversations where really dig get to the bottom of an issue or or even like organize and say, you know, this is something we need to take up at the next user influence council or whatever, like really use it to sort of become advocates for what you're trying to do. And I think customers in the SAP world and also partners need to have a stronger voice and sometimes socially is where you're able to hash some of that out in a pretty transparent way that I think can be really inclusive at its best, which is really cool. Um, but I think my session time is about done. Who's the next presenter? Josh, you want to tell everyone what you're going to be talking about today? I'll be talking about universe design best practices. Round of applause for John. Thank you. Thank you for attending my sessions. That was a pleasure. Josh is next. Stick around for Josh. <laughs>